Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host. You already know the most charismatic man in entertainment. It's been far too long, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the most entertaining and charismatic podcast available. Now, without further ado, in this episode, we are going to be talking about the highly talked about, the controversial, the, the, the man himself, Jake Paul, and his recent cancel fight with Hasim Rahman. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about that fight, but most importantly, we're going to be talking about a variety of topics within the discussion of combat sports, boxing, UFC, fighter pay, uh, you know, celebrity boxing, all that good stuff. So, you know, it's been far too long. The king is back. The most charismatic man in entertainment is back. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And without further ado, let's get into this episode in three, two. I didn't say one yet. One. I appreciate it, brother. So basically, we got a bit of, uh, you know, some controversy and debacle going on on the Internet lately. And basically, it's all over the Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman Jr. or Rahman, whatever people are calling him. Uh, basically, they had a fight that was scheduled for, I think, what, August, August 17th, something like that. And yeah, no, next it was weekend. August, August 6th. Yeah. And it got canceled uh, six days ago, as a matter of fact. And basically, I'm just going to read this article courtesy of ESPN.com. And it says. The scheduled August 6th boxing pay-per-view card headlined by Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman has been canceled due to a weight issue with Rahman. Paul, uh, Paul's most valuable promotions wrote in a statement Saturday night. According to MVP's statement, Rahman's camp told Paul's team Saturday morning that Rahman planned to weigh in at 215 pounds Friday. Rahman had signed a contract for a bout at 200 pounds. And the statement said Paul was willing to compromise to do the fight at 205 pounds. According to the statement, Ramon's camp said its fighter would withdraw from the fight if the bout was not at 215 pounds. And uh, there's also another article from SportingNews.com, which kind of gets a bit more specific, which says, uh, blah, blah, blah. According to Most Valuable Productions, Paul Ramon agreed to face off at the cruiserweight limit of 200 pounds. Paul has never fought above 200. So basically, without just, you know, constantly reading all of this, um, what are your thoughts on Jake Paul, man, just in terms of, like, boxing and, and et cetera? Man, let me tell you this. Um, I think Jake Paul is a smart businessman. And, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, uh, oh, you know, he's not good for boxing or he suck. Well, that's not his lane. He's not trying to be the next Mike Tyson or the Floyd Mayweather. He's, he's here to give fights that people want to see. They want to see high-profile celebrity fights. And I think uh, it's his fights uh, staged. Absolutely. I, there's no way he's beaten former UFC champions and, you know, people with boxing credentials. But you know what? I think uh, his tactic is smart. You know, you, you get people with names, with titles, with, uh, you know, a celebrity status. You beat him. And then eventually he gets to a point where now he's actually fighting real fighters if he ever decides to do that. So uh, I don't hate Jake Paul. I used to. I'm not going to pay for his fights. But I think he's just a smart marketing businessman. I don't think he's a great promoter, a great businessman in terms of promoting boxing events. But I think in terms on actually picking fighters to fight, I think he's smart in that aspect. 
Right. I mean, you know, for me personally, because I've been a fan of, of the sport of boxing since 2016, like religiously following boxing, constantly watching videos, interviews, press conferences, fights, all of that, um, you know, every single day for about the last, you know, six, six and a half years. And basically, when I heard that Jake Paul was starting to come on the scene and do a celebrity boxing thing, him and his brother, and then you have, you know, other you know celebrities now doing it, too. Initially, I was like, you know, that's not real boxing. And honestly, I still feel the same way right now. And I resisted it because I'm just like, it's bad for the sport and it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it was a situation, you know, at the time where I felt like he was good for casuals. And then, you know, more people will pay attention to him than they will pay attention to real fighters who are working hard, training hard every single day. And they don't get half of the credit and, you know, recognition that he does. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, imagine if, you know, you've been training and, you know, putting your life into a sport your whole entire life, let's say 25 years. And then you, most people, you know, nine times out of 10, don't even know who you are. But then you got this guy, just because he's got the money and the fame, he could just, you know, waltz into your sport, into your craft, and then get 10 times the money, 10 times the recognition, all that. Like, how would you feel? You know what? I would feel pissed off about it too, but you know what? We did a podcast episode about this. And I think at this point, you, you got to blame the fans because these are the people that have shown out the money to see it. Well, these, you know, are not, I, these are not real boxing fans. Like, these are Jake Paul fans. It's not like, in my opinion, no real boxing fan is really checking for Jake Paul. It's like, yeah, we hear about him now because as long as he's been around, which I would say maybe the last you know couple of years, he's kind of built up a name for himself as to where at this point, the way that he treats like, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano, but basically he has some sort of business, you know, going on with a, a certain female fa- fighter. I'm not sure, you know, which one it was. And basically he was seeing to it that they were getting, you know, the pay that they deserve. Like, honestly, even, you know, the fighters that were on the undercard of the fight that got canceled, he made sure that they got paid. So I'm like, all right. So maybe him being around the sport of boxing is not necessarily a bad thing because as far as I can see, you know, he's done right. He's done right by the sport. Now, granted, this whole Hasim Rahman thing, you know, I knew it was going to be a circus, but I have two opinions as far as, you know, how things went. But I want to get your take on basically what the contractual stipulations were. So you have a known heavyweight that's, you know, way over 215 pounds or, or like, let's say like somebody for you, for instance, like if you were a boxer, you would probably you would be considered a heavyweight. So how would you feel if I call you out to a fight or I agree to fight you, but then I'm telling you that, you know, you have to fight me at 200 pounds. But mind you, you're probably 230 plus 240, 250, and you got to come down in weight. And then on top of that, you can't rehydrate. And then there's a, uh, you have to do multiple weigh-ins. Like what's your thoughts on that? Um, You know, I think... You know, it's funny you mentioned this because Dana White, uh, president of UFC, he was just talking about this. And he said he felt like this this fight was doomed from the start. I think it was the setup. And you know what? My opinion is I think it was the setup, too, because why would you? I like Jake Paul, right? But why would somebody who weighs, who walks around around 185, no more than 200, challenge somebody in a heavyweight division and expect them to cut that much weight, you know, Granted, will he get paid generously? Yeah, but that's a lot of weight to be cutting, you know, for a boxing match. And so I, I, I'm not surprised that it got canceled. Um, 
to be honest, I, I heard a lot of different things happening with that fight. Uh, I've heard people say that the, the fight wasn't selling out. It was like selling miserably. So that's another reason why I got cut. I think it was just, I think it was doomed from the start. I think it was a setup to where either it was going to be canceled or this dude was not going to make weight and, uh, or he would have made weight, excuse me. He would have made weight, but he would have been severely depleted and dehydrated to the point where fight night come. He's slow. He's, uh, he's, um, right. His energy not going to be there. It's not going to be there. It's going to be easy knockout win for, for Jake Paul. So I, I don't even know why he called out a heavyweight and I don't even know why a heavyweight accepted that fight except for the payday. So I'm not surprised right. it got canceled. Right. Well, you know what the thing is? Because the reason why he even called him out in the first place was because I'm pretty sure he's getting sick and tired of the narrative, which is basically like he doesn't fight real fighters. You know, we all know this. Like now it's like Jake Paul is fighting this person. And then when you look at who he's fighting, he's fighting somebody who's twice his age, retired, a baseball player, a basketball player. So in order to kind of quell that, that's why he agreed to fight, you know, Haseem. And said, oh, I fight him at any way or some shit. Well, that's BS because, you know, the fine print says that you have to weigh in at 200 pounds. You can't rehydrate. And if you miss weight, then you don't get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like all of these contractual stipulations. Now, when I first heard about all of this, because the thing is, I don't really give a damn about Jake Ball. It's just that every time I'm scrolling through, either his name comes up or I kind of catch wind of something that's going on that his name is attached to. Now, when I heard about it, I was like, why would you even fight this guy? Because you know, like things are going to come with it. You know that there's going to be some sort of fine print that's attached to it. That's going to be for your disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? Like Jake Paul right. is never going to give a real professional fighter a fair shake. Like we all, oh. we all know this. And the thing is, See, Hasim was saying, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to expose Jake Paul with the truth. But it's like, why would you have to expose what is pretty much obvious to everybody? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it didn't take, you know, a freaking, you know, a, a rocket scientist to figure out that Jake Paul is a celebrity. He's a celebrity boxer. Like, he's not right. a real athlete. He's not an athlete at all. He's just a guy who's got millions of dollars that has access to gyms where he can get some kind of formal training. And then in his mind, because he has the means that he could just turn around and say, oh, you know, I'm a boxer now, like calling out Conor McGregor, calling out Canelo, this and that. And then when I hear these things, I'm like, bro, whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to be like trying to pay these guys like quadruple their, their normal purses for them to take a dive. Right. And it's, and that's why I say, it's just, that's why I say, look, Jake Paul, as much as people hate him, I will say he has done some good calling out. Uh, equal fighter pay because that is a big topic. You know, um, he he's standing for something. He's he's giving he's paying fighters. You know, a better uh, salary than you know Oscar Deloya has. So I think he has done some good. But with that being said, like you said, the key point is he's a celebrity boxer. He's not out here trying to fight Deontay Wilders. You know, he's fighting people he know that, that might might yeah might be able to give an entertaining fight, but he's going to beat. Ben Askren, really? Come on. That was an Olympic wrestler. He has no reason in boxing ring. And I right. use this as, as an example. You know, when we was training on Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, you know, you're a boxer. And I'd focus more on MMA. So when we was doing boxing, even for me, I noticed that this fundamental differences. So if I was to do a straight boxing match, there's a good chance you would beat me because you, you understand the basis of boxing. 
you know, so I see that as, okay, yeah, he's fighting Tyron Willie and, you know, other UFC fighters. The only, the problem with that is a lot of these UFC fighters aren't boxers. They learned how to throw hands in UFC, but, you know, they have the knees, the elbows, the, the leg kicks, the takedowns. So it's different than, you know, fighting someone who's, who's training is basically boxing. So it's not surprising that he fights people he know he can beat. And you know what? I don't blame him. You know why? Because at the end of the day, it takes two people to get in that ring. So if people think he's a clown, you know, why are you signing up to fight him and taking a dive? Like, it, it's just, you know, it's... Right, right. But I know? mean, you know what? I, I feel like this might have actually been the real deal, and that's why it got canceled. Because oh, most definitely. If, Jake Paul, if Jake Paul was actually about that life, he would have fought him anyway. Because the thing is, he was supposed to weigh in the day before, and even though the fight got canceled, he still showed his way in anyway, which was at 2.06 the day before the actual fight was supposed to happen or something like that, or the day before the weigh-in was supposed to occur or something. So basically, he was only one pound over overweight. So the fight still could have happened anyway. It's just because Jake Paul's not about that shit. And then the other thing that, you know, I feel like I really don't like about him is the fact that he kind of created the market now for other you know celebrities or public figures to come out and start doing celebrity boxing too like i think recently blueface and nick young from you know who used to play for the lakers they just had a a, a boxing match not too long ago if it didn't happen already and i'm just like yo what the hell is this and then the reason why this is even happening at all is because of the jake pauls and the logan pauls and the and the ksis like ksi is not even you know who i'm talking about Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not a real athlete. He's a content creator that just got money to, to masquerade as some kind of athlete. He's not about that shit either. Right. And you know what? It's and this is one of the things I talked about about boxing, because when we first when we did this episode not too long ago, one of the things I did say was I didn't like the celebrity boxing. But as I see uh, what's happening, one thing I will agree with he say is this. You know, when, when you watch a lot of these boxing cards, aside from celebrity boxing, there's usually the main event and maybe the co-main event that gets the most promotion. You only hear about Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury when they're on the card. You don't hear about the prelims. You don't hear about the other fighters below them. So at least in his regard, I will say one thing he has done is give other fighters the opportunity to put themselves, you know, on a map. There's no reason why I think her name was Amanda, one of the girls you mentioned before. But why is a three-time champion? Nobody's ever heard of her before. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think it exposes some of the weak holes in boxing. I think boxing used to be the, the pinnacle of all sports. But I think lately, it's been more about a cash grab than it has been about promoting fighters, paying them, you know, um, uh, fair wage. For instance, I used the example. Um, Dana White was talking about this, comparing UFC and boxing. He was talking about how Oscar De La Hoya, when um, Ryan Garcia left him and other a couple other high-profile boxers left him, he did a, a, a MMA card, right? Uh, MMA and boxing card. It was like a hybrid. And he was saying that the, the highest, with all 10 fighters in the prelims combined, the champion of the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky, got paid more and his sponsorship for that fight than all the fighters did just fighting alone. So on, on, on Oscar De La Hoya card. Yeah. So but, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of problems. And I think uh, Jake Paul, as much as people may despise what he's doing, you know, people are paying for it. And he's also making awareness to the fact that, you know, there's no reason why a fighter who's been fighting on main events, you know, for five, 10 years 
and still having a second job working at Walmart to support their family. You know that's what I'm true. saying? So I, I think that's one thing he has done is made awareness for. Well, that's for what pay. separates him. That's what's going to separate him from everybody else. Because the thing is, no pun intended, but he has to be the white knight because it's like, if he wasn't doing that, then the sport wouldn't accept him. He's doing things like that. So we'll accept him. Think about it. If Jake Paul was just coming in, fighting basketball players and, and golf players and all that type of shit, would you really, you wouldn't have anything good to say about him. That's the only thing Jake Paul has going for himself. Like, honestly, I feel like he'd be better off doing, like, the promoting thing, like, trying to be a promoter rather than fighting he himself because it's like he's he, he's just doing more harm than good. I don't know where he's going with it because I, I remember seeing an article saying that if he were to beat Hasim, that he would be ranked in, like, the top 10 of the WBC, which is one of the, you know, uh, championship sanctioned yeah. bodies in boxing. I mm-hmm. was like but like I, to me that's straight politics because that that's bs you know what i'm saying and then that that just goes to show and the thing with boxing i'm not sure about you know mma but the thing with boxing is that if you don't have like a big network or a power promoter behind you you're going to you you are going to have to work a second job on top of committing your life to the sport because you're not going to you're not going to make any money i i've met you know, a boxing coach telling me like, yeah, like there's really no money in boxing because if you don't have, you know, an Eddie Hearn, you know, I, I, I was going to say Oscar De La Hoya until you told me that, but I already knew he was like a cokehead idiot. But, you know, if you don't have, you know, like Showtime, Steven Espinosa, if you don't have PBC Al Heyman, if you don't have Eddie Hearn, you know, zone or Bob Arum at, at, you know, freaking ESPN, if you don't have like, like these top guys or Lou DeBella, somebody like that, that's going to put you in position, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be at the mercy of having to fight a Jake Paul because do you think if Hasim really had like good like a good solid you know top tier team behind him you think that he would be taking you know uh Jake Paul payday with all that fiasco and stuff like that the only reason why he took that fight was for the money he didn't take that fight for some sort of you know what I'm saying because yep. it, it, he what did he get out of that maybe some extra some some extra exposure but that's about it but it's like did you know who Hasim Rahman was before before nope. like last week you didn't know him and a lot of fighters go through that. So that's why it's like Jake Paul, what he's doing, he has to do that. And I feel like he should continue to do that. But stop trying to fight people because the thing is, if you're going to fight celebrities, yeah, all right, but don't act like don't act like you're doing something because that's what I hate about people sometimes. Like they do, they do the bare minimum and then try to talk to you acting like they're doing some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I think right after that, like yesterday, he went on Twitter and called out KSI for like a two week notice fight. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Right. It was probably to to save all the all the refunds that the, the promotion was gonna have to do since the fight got canceled. But um you know what, what? The payday was let me look at let me look up see what the what, what Hasim was supposed to get paid. Man, one thing I will say a lot of the fighters that have for Jake Paul have said they got paid more in that one fight than they have in like 10 fights that they had previously. So you know what? It's one of those things where he may not, people may not think he's good for the sport, but the numbers don't lie. The fighters aren't complaining. Everybody's jumping at the opportunity to fight him. Even Nate Diaz, after his next fight, is trying to fight Jake Paul. So, I mean, it goes to show to you that, you know, he may not be the greatest icon of boxing, but right now, everybody's chasing the money fight. And so, I don't blame him for doing what he's doing because at the end of the day, everybody, especially during these times, want to that you know want that next big paycheck you know man if, if- man let me let me tell let me tell you something it's like the more that we talk about it because like as you know we just sparred you know the other day 
and I've always talked about boxing. Like anybody who knows me knows that I that I love boxing. See, somebody like Hasim, you know, and other fighters, I didn't even have to go down the list, but like, you know, the top, the top elite fighters like a Shakur Stevenson, you know, etc. They box, they don't do it for the money. You know what I'm saying? They do it because they fucking love the sport. Like the fact that they get paid is a byproduct of the passion. Jake Paul don't have no passion for boxing, bro. He don't. He don't. And like you, you could just you could just tell. Like, as I watched, he released the sparring footage of him and Hasim from, I guess, some some time ago. And you could just tell the way that he fights. He don't like what he's doing. He got his boy with the camera there. He got another camera there. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's to me, he's like a like a a, a, a manipulator or some shit. Now, granted, I just searched up the purse. So basically, he, you know, Hasim was expected to earn about 500000 You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, shit, I'll fight Jake Paul for fucking $500,000. You know what I'm saying? And I'll probably weigh less than him. You know what I'm saying? So I I probably would have taken it too if I don't have, you know, a, a power promoter behind. You know what I'm saying? Because if you got 500000 tomorrow, that'll change your life. No, most definitely. So that's why that's why he took it. So it's like, he, he didn't take it because he cares so much about Jake Paul, but it's like, yo, they offered him. He looking at the contract. This just says 500,000. If you can make 200 pounds, of course, somebody tells you, yo, I'll pay you a half a million dollars. If you make 200 pounds, ain't you going to get on the straight mill? Ain't you going to start working out? No, most of you only got to tell me twice. That's I'll hang up right so on. It's you. like, I, I initially blame him, but I don't blame him at the same time because guess what? That's, that's their livelihood. If you take away boxing from Jake Paul, Jake Paul can, Go on YouTube and make freaking twenty million dollars a year, whatever he, whatever it is that he does. He doesn't do, doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what he's getting out of out of doing this shit. But boxing is a lot of these fighters. It's their life. Like without boxing, they don't have nothing. Like this is something that Adrian Broner said, which is true. He said it's on the Breakfast Club years ago. He was like, you know, without boxing, like I can't do nothing for nobody. This is why he puts boxing first. He's like, yo, if I don't have boxing, I can't take care of my family. I can't take care of my kids. So that's, you know what I'm saying? Like even Errol Spence, he was like, yo, boxing comes before his personal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you have somebody that's coming in there that don't, that don't need the money and then you're, 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 you're playing with people's time and, and energy and all of that, because I could, I could, I can understand why Hasim talking shit because it's like, dude, like you, you were just playing with my time. So you offered me 500,000. You told me that I could weigh in at 205 pounds. I'm at 206 the day before. And you, you canceled the fight, bro. Cap, cap, man. Oh, bro, it was a setup. It's it, you when you know you don't want to fight somebody, you'll do anything in your power to make it look like you want to fight. And then you know, at the last minute, at oh, the last yo, minute, fly. I hurt my knee. Oh, my mom in the hospital. And the catch is, he tried to blame. He tried to blame him because when I, when I first heard about everything that was going on, I was like, when I heard, when I saw Jake Paul's video, I said, okay, but let me. I want to hear Hasim Hasim's side, and then everything that he said made hundred percent sense. Even Sean Porter, weeks ago, pretty much called because Sean Porter is a professional welterweight fighter, and then he called like this whole entire thing was going to happen. He predicted it. So once I heard those two things, I was like, okay, because of course I'm going to side with the real boxer instead of the the fake one. Right, but you know what? I I, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, he also had to understand who he was about to deal with. Yeah, you're not you dealing with Floyd Mayweather. Exactly. You're not dealing with. Uh, Tyson Fury, you're dealing with a guy who's who's looking to make the most money possible, doing the least amount of work that he could. And so, you, and also, real quick, my bad, my bad to cut you off. I just thought of this. And you good? Friggin', if Hasim 
was to fight Jake Paul and lose, that would do his career an absolute disservice. This is exactly why he had to jump through so many hoops and hurdles just to even try to get a fraction of that money. Because from what I, from my understanding, given the circumstances, as of like Monday or however long ago it was, days before they canceled the fight, he was down to like $5,000 in deductions. So it's like for every single thing that he missed or some sort of, you know, contractual mishap is where he didn't meet, you know, the stipulations or whatever, they were taking money away from his purse. So as Oof. of that point, he would only have made 5000 And then he was still trying to fight Jake Paul anyway. And Jake Paul was like, nah. Because, uh, like, like I said, Jake Paul... Uh, he he may, he may not be good for boxing, but he knows what he's doing. And I I, I figured that this wasn't going to happen because why would you? He's not about to risk the money train that he. The moment Jake Paul loses is the moment a lot of that money, a lot of that fame, a lot of that star power that you have right now going for him, it's, it fizzles out. So he he's going to try to ride that gravy train for as long as he can before people are like, right, you know what? I'm not paying another pay per view until you step in the ring with somebody real. This is the same dude that 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 challenged Soldier Boy to to a freaking boxing match, you know, a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Soldier Boy is dead ass, like five foot eight, probably 120 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about. Like, he's not really trying to fight nobody because it no. says it says I seen Ramon Jr. to lose 25 percent of Jake Paul fight purse for every one pound he is overweight and could be left with just five thousand. Like, like, like if. Like if, if Jake Paul really had a passion for the sport, because it's like to love the sport, you have to have like, like an excessive, I won't say excessive, but a great amount of respect for the guys that go in the ring and put their life on the line. You even put your life on the line when you, when you spar, because there was right. a guy, um, I don't remember his name, but it was a fighter that, you know, obviously not a lot of people knew about, but basically I caught wind of it that he, he died from sparring. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's like, you will rarely ever hear me say, oh, that fighter's a bum or this, this, and that. If I ever have anything bad to say about, you know, a professional fighter, it's usually because of their antics outside of the sport. You know what I'm saying? But every single fighter that go, that walks into the, that square circle, I respect it. Jake Paul, if he respected the sport and was it like a real, you know what I'm saying, like, like supporter of the sport of boxing, he would have paid him anyway. He would have been like, yo, because I rock with what you do. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Why would I, why would I, if I'm a celebrity, I know I don't need the money, but this, this, how he take care of his family, how he take care of his kids. How, how can you say, oh, I'm looking out for fighters who are underpaid, but then yet your own opponent, you would leave him with $5,000. Cause it's a setup, man. It's it, it, when you, when you know, you ain't really trying to fight that, that, that bully on the block, you know, you, you make any excuse in the world to, to get out of it at the last yeah, second. Yeah, was way bigger than him. So to me, anyway, it like, even when they were sparring, it looked like a mismatch in my opinion. And even that sparring, like, you remember how, so when we did our first two, our first two rounds of sparring and we just used the jab. Right. See, Hasim is a southpaw, if I'm not mistaken. And then he was only able to use his left hand sparring Jake Paul. So he, he couldn't even use both hands. And then he fought him orthodox. It's, 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 it's like Nate Diaz calling out Francis Aganu. You know, it's just like, wow, like, just why? I, I'm not surprised that it got canceled because, like I said, at this point where he's at, he's able to get any appoint, opponent he, he wants. So if he loses to this dude, hypothetically, if he were to fight and lose, all those offers dry up. 
You know, so or I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them. His cachet would be gone. That's that's the thing. That's why a lot of fighters who are not, I'm not saying Jake Paul is like that, but you know, obviously real fighters who are, you know, cream of the crop elite, they're not, they're not too keen on fighting like low, low reward, high risk fighters. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, like one of my favorite fighters, Jamal Charlo, he's been calling out Canelo since like 2015, 2016. You know what I'm saying? And he's actually been his mandatory, and Canelo has vacated. And moved up in weight just to avoid fighting Jamal Charlo. Why? Because he knows if he loses, then all his cachet gonna go to Charlo, and he don't want to do that. And then, mind you, for him to go up in weight again and then lose to a bigger guy that nobody knows. So that's the thing. He'd rather lose to somebody like a foreigner that nobody's ever heard of than a popular guy in the United States because he knows for a fact because he's number one pound for pound. If he were to lose to Charlo, his cachet would be gone. Oh, that's a fact. You know. The only person I could see, I don't even know if he will, but Nate Diaz is the only, I know they've been chirping back and forth. He's the only person I know who can most likely just end Jake Paul. But again, th- that's the problem is that he's picking people who aren't good at boxing, who, or at least have a fun to a fundamental game in boxing, you know, training boxing for a year and then fighting this dude, you know, I, I, come on, Nate Robinson, really, you really thought he was going to win. So, uh, you know, I think one of the things that Jake Paul has done, and I talked about this, is expose the fighter pay. But you know what? Also blame fighters. Because like I said, you know, when you when you when ESPN or any of these media companies are giving you interviews, you know, a lot of these fighters are, yeah, well, you know, I can't wait for Friday or Saturday night. It's gonna be fun and you know, it's gonna be a banger. Nobody wants to hear that. You know, if you're trying to sell a pay-per-view, you get up there and you sell your pay-per-view. You pull a Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. You know, this is the money fight. This is what I'm doing. You know, and not a lot of fighters are like that these days. Nope. And that's why a lot of them are so desperate for that big. They will be more willing to take a five hundred thousand uh, dollar fight with Jake and take the dive than you know actually work hard and promote their brand. You know, so you know what? It's you know, it's a reason why he's got so far because he knows a lot of people are desperate for that money fight. He has the money fight. He is the money fight. And, you know, he can, hey, man, if you, you know, third round, I'm going to hit you with this left uppercut. Just go down and, and stay down. I give you extra, you know, 100,000. Bam. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? So, right. uh, well, so anyway, you know, so pretty much I, I, I had to chime in, you know, outside of like Twitter and, you know, things like that. But um, any last, you know, final thoughts? I say, you know, if anybody takes Jake Paul seriously as his boxing stuff, you get, don't 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 fool yourself. It's, it's all business, it's all marketing, it's all the cash grabbing. You know what? Whether you like him or not, he's doing his thing. He's he's calling out people. He's shaking things up, and you know, I'm not paying for his pay per views, but you know what? At least uh, he's doing some good. Uh, what, what you got any final thoughts? Man, I fight Jake Paul. Shit, I'll fight Jake Paul at 160. I'll fight him at 175. <laughs> All of that, yo. Give me 500,000. <laughs> so, you know, got, I don't have to worry about what, being overweight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 250. I'm not, he ain't, he's going he gonna to do the same thing to me a week before the fight. Ah, it's it too heavy. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? Jake, Jake, I'll, I'll spar, I want to spar Jake Paul, though. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, yeah, he has a little bit of skill. I, I, I will give him that. But like I said, if you're, if you're constantly in boxing gyms and stuff like that, you are going to pick up a couple of things. So I feel like me getting to spar him would be, would be pretty interesting because he's only about like six feet. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not even, he's not a big dude at all. So compared to me, he's not big at all. 
let me say this. Like, I, I don't think he's bad at boxing. I think he understands the basics and fundamentals, but right. you can, anybody can learn a fundamentals, uh, learn the fundamentals of a sport. And when they fight an amateur, somebody off the street, they're going to look like John Jones fighting against, you know, a, a, real shit. a, a unranked opponent. So, you know, I don't think he, I think he does box. Like he actually does train, but yeah, cause not, you're rich. Like you don't think, yeah, hell yeah. Cause I, I've always said that I'm an actor, but in my spare time, I'd be known as the guy that's constantly going from just, just going to different boxing gyms and shit, training with people, you know, like just getting acquainted, like Blueface was training with one of my freaking favorite freaking fighters. So if, he can go and train with him, then I'm pretty sure I could go and do that. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, of course, if all you do is make content and go to the gym, it's like, it's it's natural that, you know, after a while, you're going to accumulate some some sort of skill. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, you know, give me that payday. I'll fucking, I'll fucking fight Jake Paul. God damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm about that shit. I feel that, man. Get that money. Payday. Yeah. But with that said, <laughs> I will see y'all on the next one. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Peace. Peace.